Well, we're finding success here to help Brandon Moss for life and help you find your own version of success. Welcome back to another episode, guys, with me, Adam. And me, Alex. How are you doing, dude? Ah, oh, I'm wonderful, mate. How are you? <clears throat> I'm good, man. I'm good. It is December. Yeah, it is December. It's freezing cold here in the UK. The 3rd of December. Yeah, it is actually the 3rd of December. That is right. Yeah, that is actually quite right. <clears throat> and cold. it's freezing. It's cold as balls. We're in the studio at the moment. It's like three degrees outside. I've got two jumpers on. <laughs> I'm like, mate, what is going on? Snow's fallen this morning. Not locally, but a little way away. Up north, especially. Have you seen up north? Leicester. Big, big snow. Mm. Six foot shallow. Anyway, um, I'm not a fan. We just come back from Middle East, haven't we? And it was lovely. Oh. Perfect temperatures, was it? 27? Yeah, 30 27. at max. Oh, lovely. T-shirt and shorts over the whole time. It, was it wasn't too sweaty either, was it? I don't know. I got pretty sweaty. Yeah, man. No, but I don't mean perfect. I, I can understand why people go there for the winters. Yeah, I don't want to be here in the winter. No, no. Just miserable. Everything's cold and like you're warm your car up every morning. Rain, miserable rain. Boring. Dirt all over the roads. Gosh. All they've got is sand out there, and it's lovely. Yeah, sand and heat. Heat. I'll take that all day. All want. day. So yeah, I don't like coming back to this. But how was your week? Again, not a massively productive week. I'll be honest. Slipped off the railroad a little bit, but um, I, need, I shook myself this morning and going, come on, get your shit together. Got to escape this slavery that we're in at the minute and I'm going to do it. So. Good man, I like what about you, how was like Yeah, something to feel like. We, obviously, we've been away for two and a half, three weeks, so it's been a bit of a struggle. Yeah. With like, well, on and off, two weeks or whatever. It's been a bit of a struggle to uh, get back into the thing. Especially with like, I think we struggle with Oh, everyone knows consistency is key, right? And when we don't have that mm. consistency behind us, we struggle. So I just yeah. think we just need to keep consistent. Like everyone does in the world, needs to keep consistent. And coming up to the new year now is where we start to dim down our like finding pastimes and start zeroing in on the next year, the planning, the what we're going to do, the podcast episodes, the time we're going to be away and so on and so forth. So I'm quite looking forward to that. That's always a special time of the year. But, um, yeah, yeah, it is definitely. Trying to put a plan in place and taking action is quite good fun. Especially January as everyone's yeah. sort of, no one's spending too much money, no one's going out, no one's socialising. It's easy just to actually get some some stuff done, done in January. Yeah. It's a good, good month. Uh, right, what are we talking about today? <clears throat> it's a bit of a sad subject this week, Dodds. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it is, you're right. <laughs> um, one of the greats in, uh, in the world that we look into has passed away, unfortunately. One of, one of the absolute greats. Um, his name was Charlie Munger. I'm sure, I'm sure well, you're more than, more than aware of him. I'm sure oh, listeners yeah. are, are more than aware of him. Um, we did an episode on <coughs> Warren Buffett back in at 50-something. Oh, yeah, it was a little while ago. Yeah. And uh, Warren Buffett is basically him and Charlie are tight as ours. have been together for years, working together for years. And, um, and yeah, Warren... Um, Charlie's passed away at 99 years old just the other day, yeah. 28th of November, wasn't it? Yeah, 28th of November he passed away, yeah. It was a bit sad. Incredible. I mean, like, the guy has been in the investing world for many, many years. Mm. Um, like, just the way that he, he came into knowing Warren very early on from working in Warren's granddad's shop. Like, it's just, they were a match when heaven. He was born in Nebraska, so mm. was uh, Warren. Um they had the same sort of mindset into business. They were both uh, investors, both very, very smart businessmen, both philanthropists. Mm -hmm. They were very like, 
very similar beings and like you, you if you've ever seen an interview with charlie you know that he's like a sharp-witted person he's he's like the bouncing that he does with different uh journalists that ask him stupid questions and yeah. they'll just come back with a weird comment and shut them down instantly it's incredible if you haven't watched any uh videos from charlie munger go and have a look or charles thomas munger that's real name if you haven't had a look at any of them please just go into youtube now pause the podcast type a few vid- uh, videos into charlie and then come back and you'll know what we mean he's an absolute legend but um yeah real shame obviously it was only what a month and a half until he turned up 100 100 yeah and the, the thing that amazes me is a lot of people don't understand every single person in the rat race today live for the age of like 68 70 right because they just want to retire mm. sit at home play golf all day take a dog for a walk and mong out right charlie the old bean at 99 years old was still turn up to work in a suit clean as mustard like sharp looking looking sheet looking mm. savvy looking you know brain still fully functional still a fully functional human being walking talking smart than ever reads as much as he possibly can because he loved what he did and very important thing for everyone to note is that if we love what we do, we can do it for a timeless amount of time until we do eventually pass away. So find something that you do love and be like Charlie. Don't live to retire. Live because you enjoy what you do, in my opinion. That's wicked. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, how many times we don't want to work the nine to five exactly. like lifestyle. That's a horrendous lifestyle for us. We'd rather work the 24-7 lifestyle yeah. where you are flat out, but you're doing things for you, for yourself. And we're not saying... Want to sit on beaches drink, drinking pina coladas? That's not the goal. Like retiring, how people Charlie didn't do that, be. did he? No, no, exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> you do need a, a purpose in life. You need something to chase. And I, Charlie found his really early on with Warren. Yeah. And that's I think why he lived so long, so happily. Like he was in the Berkshire Hathaway annual meeting, was he this year? Yeah, yeah. Perfectly looked like brilliant. To be fair, yeah, mate. Like, still witty as nuts, yeah. like, sharp as nuts. And Warren, the amount of times Warren should go, well, oh, Charlie will be able to tell you more about that than I can because yeah. he's that shit hot so yeah oh it's it's gutting absolutely gutting 99 and like you said he changed the investing world for many many people Mm. just the uh, again like the comedy that he brought to the annual meetings um and just a general another side of the story i mean his hatred of cryptocurrency was just amazing (laughs) that's why i follow him because i just i actually (laughs) hate i don't hate it but i just yeah, me and him, we're on a level. We connect. <laughs> you know what I mean? Me, so, and, me and Charles are barrel dangers, mate. Yeah, we love it. Best bros without yeah. ever meeting, but it's fine, it's fine. So, funny fact, I think our age, our uh, generation are a bit, got a bit of a rod on for these uh, cryptocurrencies. Yeah, we're, we're like, oh yeah, it's new digital age, it's going to be amazing. And while it is fantastic, a lot of people get involved with knowing nothing. Mm-hmm. And that's where we take out of Charlie's and Warren's book, a page out of their book, and we... Before we invest, we make sure we fully understand what's going on completely with whatever asset it is we're investing in. And I don't think enough people our age do enough research on Bitcoin yeah, absolutely. or Ethereum. You know, they don't actually yeah. know what it is. They just know, oh, it's a digital you know, currency. currency. They can tell you the highlights, the, yeah. the big things that the news talk about, but we ask, oh, what is it? Oh, it's on the blockchain. But what is that? Well, you know, is that digital? They can't answer it. Yeah. So, again, that's where we take after uh, Charlie himself and Warren and... Uh, do do some research onto your do assets. your own due diligence due diligence that's love that love that, love that. did you know he uh, was in the army he uh, I didn't know he did serve let me just look at my notes the notes I remember seeing something like he, he dropped out of university to do it uh, <clears throat> enrolled in the yeah the University of Michigan where he studied mathematics yeah that's the one 
Uh, during his time in college, he joined the fraternity Sigma Phi Society. I don't know why that counts. I never get those American fraternities. Uh, what is things. it? Yeah. Can someone tell us? Yeah. One of your listeners get in contact because I don't know what they are either. Yeah, Instagram, whatever. The houses. Yeah. The, yeah. With the with the Greek symbols. Yeah, it's really weird. No idea. Um, <clears throat> a few days after his 19th birthday, he dropped out of college to serve in the US Army Air Corps, where he became a second lieutenant. After receiving a high score on the Army General Classification Test, he was ordered to study meteorology at Caltech in Pasadena, California. <laughs> I wonder, so first things first came to my mind when you read that. Do you think that was a mandatory like dropout? Because me knowing or knowing the Charlie brain, I don't think he would want to go to the... He's not really like a US military bloke. He's not... Fair. You know what I mean? Like... Well, I don't think it was, uh, maybe personally, I think it was a mandatory thing We've that he had to go and the last 10 years of his life or so. So like, this is true. He could have been an absolute stud before we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to see some old photos of him and see what he's like. Stacked. Just <laughs> built like than, Arnold. Bigger than old uh, mate. What's his name? Jocko. Jocko. <laughs> Probably say Jocko for a run. Jacked. <laughs> um, I don't know. That's a possibility, but 43, that's... Uh, Towards the end of the Second World War, isn't it? 45 was the end? Yeah, 45 was the end, yeah. I mean, so, uh, yeah. I don't know. Possibly. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe it was. 19 years young. Sort of age they recruit, isn't it? <clears throat> so in the army, he, uh, yeah, that's a good point. That's very young. Yeah. Oh, it probably could have been, actually. Then. Yeah, it must have been. God. God just Imagine going into war at 19. I can see him and Goggins fighting. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to carry the boats. <laughs> I thought that was a George thing, man, from, uh, what's that film? You know, George, you got damn damn rabbits. <laughs> um, <laughs> what film is that? Of, of Mice and Men. Of Mice and yeah, Men. Yeah, banging. That's a throwback to anyone GCSEs, in schools man. in England, yeah, studying English GCSEs. Blimey, of Mice and Men. I think they're still doing that. Yeah, they probably still, are, to be yeah, fair. What's Lenny and whatever his name is. Le- George and Lenny, yeah. George and Lenny, crikey. You remind me of Lenny quite a bit. Um, Good understand rabbits. <coughs> right, focus. Um interestingly he uh, in the army he learned to play cards and he um became very good at it. And he started applying that oh, or a tactic. When I say cards, I'm I'm talking poker here. Yeah, yeah. Um <coughs> and he uh, he came up with a good quote. Let me just consult my notes again. Now this quote you read before we started the podcast, I was like, Yeah, that is a Banging quote. It is. Really, yeah. really good it's quote. Really good. It's well found, to be fair. But here we go. What you have to learn is to fold easy. Oh, you've messed ruined up it already. already. Here we go. I'm going to pull it close. Restart. Edit that out. Could you? Oh, you could edit that out. Good one. Now leave it. Perfect. Edited. Beep. What you, have to, what you have to learn is to fold early when the odds are against you. Or if you have a big edge, back it heavily because you don't get a big edge often. Opportunity comes, but it doesn't come often. So seize it when it does come. That's it. That was. <laughs> I thought there was more, but seize it, when it does just come. Good. Yeah, exactly. Um, so true. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think you can. That's applicable through life, isn't it? Like yeah. How many opportunities? <sighs> big opportunities don't come around often. So no. when they do, like, just go for it. Yeah, Balls yeah. the wall. Don't lift off. Don't don't hesitate. Don't no. don't stutter. Just go. And uh, and again, I think uh, they both. I, I think this was in their whole philosophy of investing. I remember. The, the amount of um, interviews I watched of Warren as well, um, they both talk about you're probably better off saying no more times than you are yes. Yeah, yeah. If you say yes to everything, you'll have no money, no actual commitments to anything. Like It'll just be terrible. If you say no, 
it, one, it gives you the power to actually wait for that one golden opportunity that comes to you. Yeah. And he says that, like, you know, Warren doesn't doesn't recommend investing in 50 companies and spreading yourself so thin. He says you're probably better off if you just invested in five. Yeah. Punch card five times, that's it. When you've gone that, just that should be your, your life. Way, yeah. um, <clears throat> and he says, uh, I think it's Charles and uh, Warren that say this about the car. If you were given a car, uh, 18, but you were told that's your only car for the rest of your life, you're going to look after that car like it's your, like it's your Baby, body. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like it's more important than your own body. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think that, again, just comes down to say no to certain things like for the car like racing or rallying, you know, all that sort of stuff. You just start looking after it. And by saying no <clears throat> or folding early, yeah. I think you're just giving yourself time, space, and then the opportunity to like capitalize on something coming up in the future. Yeah, very true. You know I mean, know what I mean, yeah, I don't know what you mean. And it's, it's like uh, you, you put that at a very good point. Like the way that I mean, let's face it. Okay, I'm, I, I know I've already said about it, but our brains, for instance, we have to keep on top of them. We have to keep training them. We have to keep working them. Obviously, Charlie did right. We we go to any retirement home, you'll find seventy, eighty year olds in there that are like. No offense to anyone that has family that are, but like brain dead or physically dead because they haven't used their brain in so long or they don't put themselves into a position where they need to think or need to work hard or, you know, need to work out, for instance. John Templeton, another guy, yeah. another old famous investor, mm. he retired quite early on, but every day he would go to the sea, put his little stupid cap on and walk in the sea to do some resistance training because he knew that it was, okay, he was quite physically um, brittle but he needed the mental mindset to be put to work every single day and give him a task that would challenge him. So we would go and do that. Whereas a lot of people now, as I said before, retirement, we just cut that out of, out of our mind. We don't do it anymore. So I think we do need to do stuff that are challenging, but also look after our bodies, like the car. The only car you get is you look after it. And same with the body, like you said. We only get one body, we need to look after it. Let's not waste it or mess around. And I saw a really good video this morning, actually. It was like, it showed, it's an animation, right? But it showed like people smoking, people drinking, um, and people eating junk food. And basically you wake up, we smash the alarm button when it goes off really, really loud. We just suddenly drop out of bed. Brain's sort of not well rested, heart, lungs, not really well rested. We go into work, we smoke, we drink, we eat junk food. We don't train, we don't work out, and we repeat it every single day until something happens bad. Then when it happens bad, we think, ah, oh, happen now it won't happen again so they carry on drinking smoking or it, the opposite way is the thing has happened so they change something about it but it's too late it's too late and you carry on drinking you carry on smoking you carry on eating junk food and it just gets worse and worse and worse and worse and then you eventually die so why not start now and cut out the alcohol and the drugs and the smoking and the, any, everything and eating junk food and eat clean unprocessed food and look after your body because okay sometimes it's lottery but we win we lose sometimes but you're more likely to live a, a prosperous life than you are if you carry on feeding your body shit. Plain and simple. Spot on. It's almost like you diversify your portfolio. You think about it where you do all your research, you'd put a lot of work in your portfolio. You should do the same with your life. Like yeah. Sometimes a market is going to crash and break your leg. You know, you, some, your market's going to Yeah, you break your finger your or whatever. Yeah. Some, it's bad, bad things are going to happen. Yeah. It's guaranteed. That's actually one of the guarantees in life. <clears throat> bad things will happen to you whether it's now, later, or years and years and years. Um, and the better prepared you are now, the easier those bad times are going to be. Absolutely. The more prepared you're going to be for those bad times. Yeah. Mentally, physically, emotionally, like 
be prepared, get ready for them. Like, it's guaranteed. It's, yeah. it's one of life's payments. Death is guaranteed. So, so is bad times. Like, just yeah. get ready for them. So yeah, if exactly. you're mentally ready, physically ready, spend your time. If you're in a good place, don't go, oh, this is nice. Don't Enjoy relax. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, don't I'm throttle back. Exactly. You're good. That's where you get weak. And uh, <clears throat> how many times have we said it? Uh, strong men create... Uh, sorry, tough times create strong men. Strong yeah. men create easy times. Easy times create soft, soft men, etc., etc. Like it's a circle. If it's easy, yeah. Do not get caught in that easy period. Go, hang on. This is easy. I need to push. I need. I need to suffer. So put yourself in a hole. Put yourself in a suffering hole to prepare for when the bad times comes, and then you're slightly more prepared for it. Yeah, absolutely. I was actually speaking to my mother about this last night. Okay. Um, she's saying how she's a teacher at school. Yeah. She's saying how there are some kids now that get to school and they have to go for a walk around the perimeter with a teacher or with a tennis ball as well, you know, and they just play and just get relaxed and they have to be eased into coming into school, right? And she was telling me this, I was like, are you for real? There's like four or five kids in this school and it's only a tiny little village school in the middle of nowhere. <clears throat> and they have to be eased into like, warmed into school some days. If they just don't feel like going to school, they'll sit in the car and go, I don't want to go to school. And the teachers have to come in, get into the car, and like, come on, let's go to school, walk you around the perimeter, make them feel warm and welcome, you know, talk to them, chill. And then uh, as they walk them into school, the teachers, oh, good morning, Billy Joel, whatever your name is, you know, <laughs> how are you, lovely, yeah, make them feel welcome and sit them down. I'm like, that is pathetic. Yeah, Can you imagine that happening when we were at school? Yeah, that, no that sort chance. of stuff didn't happen. Yeah. You weren't, you, you had to go to school, you sat down, if you were upset, the teacher just screamed at you, said, stop being so upset. Yeah, Do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? uh, we didn't get the cane or anything like that, but it wasn't that bad. But no. I feel like it was a much better f- for us as we were kids. Anyway, what I was getting at is, I think the war, you know, the Second World War, there were some tough men in there that created some easy times. Yeah. Oh, sorry, there were hard times. Yeah. Sorry, there were hard times during the war that's created some tough men of that generation, from yeah. the f- 50s to the noughties. Right? Yeah. And then this generation... It's, it's, oh sorry, the tough men made easy times. So at the minute, we're in easy times, yeah. which is creating very, very soft men. And I think the the next bit of the circle after this is hard times. Yeah. Easy men create hard times. So warning, hard times are coming without a doubt because our generation is just, we're just soft, easy people to get by. Yeah, we it's are. terrifying. Don't know what it's got to do with Charlie Munger, but I went off on a bit of a tangent. Well, obviously he created his own tough times and he going to the war studying mm. putting all this time and effort into <clears> being who he wanted to be a businessman successful <laughs> investor running his own firm for instance like his firm like he a lot of people don't know that before charlie met warren he actually ran his own uh, investing company and his returns were like 19 percent 19.8 percent yeah on average over the industry average which was what five percent five Dow jones was five percent during this period which is phenomenal. Yeah, massive. Almost massive four gains. times what the Dow Jones was doing. And the Dow Jones at that time was like the index to, of comparison. There was no S&P 500 at that point. No. So that shows you how like big the Dow Jones was. <clears throat> um, yeah, and it was over a period of 1962 to 1975. Which is so not, not like even a year or th- two it's years. It's not a five-year bluff. Mass. Yeah, over, yeah. over 15 years. What was that? That's 13 years yeah. of just 19.8 on average. Like... That's incredible return. And again, I, th- I like to think that's through the, uh, the philosophy of saying no. Philosophy of saying just fold if it's not guaranteed. Yeah. And when you see a guarantee, Bet go big. ham. Yeah. I think it's evident that it works. It's yeah, evident it because does, he yeah. lives his life by that. And it's, oh, it's, it's, I like it. It's really good. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. And then obviously he uh, met a woman, didn't he? You met two women? Did. Uh, got married to the first one. I can't remember her name. 
but had to, is it two kids with her or three? I can't so three from the first marriage. Okay. Uh, Wendy Munger was her name. Wendy, that's it. Yeah. And then. Uh, <clears throat> um, but I mean, like being in that position. Sorry, going back to his investing yeah, real yeah, quick. Like the nineteen percent return on average. I mean, we bet that we get ten percent a year yeah. in the S and P, right? So he's making a nine extra percent. Bear in mind, inflation is what at the moment? Six at the minute. Uh, five. Uh, it's slowly come down from yeah. I think it's okay. about six, five, six. We'll, we'll go five. We'll call it five. Oh. So we're basically at the moment. We're currently, if you are doing the average of making five or ten percent, you're making currently five percent, right? Because inflation is taking five percent mm. of our money away. He was making nineteen percent, so he's still making fourteen percent, even with the today's inflation rate. Right? Which the same. Which is still over double what the yeah, the industry, the market and industry yeah. standard was was performing. So it's like, yeah, he's doing something right. He's doing something right, and it's not necessarily from going all out. It's from that place of you no know, taking a step back, taking a breather. And just, I guess, I guess, meticulous work as well. I bet. Yeah. I bet he was a grafter. Yeah, endless meticulous work. Yeah, absolute absolutely. grafter. And I wouldn't surprise me if he was grafting right up to the last few weeks. Like, oh, yeah, I'm down. Know, wouldn't surprise me at all. I'd be amazed if he wasn't in a suit. I bet he was in a suit. <laughs> Sharp, looking <laughs> dapper. <clears throat> Has uh, Warren said anything? Not that yeah. I've seen. No, I haven't no. seen any releases. I mean, I think he's quite. <clears throat> obviously spending so much time with this guy oh it, it's yeah. going to be like he was like a brother yeah yeah, I mean? yeah he's on, only yeah. died what he died six seven days ago not long ago it's that's a week fresh. ago yeah. so like he's obviously fresh in, in his mind so that's he's going to have to try and sort of figure out a plan now oh, there is already charlie already kind of released the people that are going to replace him and warren anyway oh, um it's they have been for, in the game yeah, for yeah. years yeah, yeah um and but the thing is like as investors of berkshire hathaway from the outside looking in, we're not. But I wonder what's going to happen to the share. Do you reckon it's going to fall? Or do you reckon it's going to continue to rise as it, do- as it does? Obviously, Warren and Charlie aren't just the only two people that control Berkshire. There no, is no, no, a no. board of people that people sometimes kind of forget. You, I think we've seen over the last few annual meetings, actually, they have been stepping down, taking less and less of a, a seat, haven't they? They're yeah, like, they sort of pass the questions off, didn't they? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And while their philosophy is ingrained into Berkshire Hathaway, they're not, they're not doing much of the work these days. No. I think they'd, yeah, they're passed on to a very, very good team. I don't think Berkshire Hathaway is in bad hands at all. No. I don't, I don't think the share price is going to go anywhere either. No. But it'd just be, it'd it'd be interesting along. to see that there'll, there'll be some people that are very, very short-minded and they yeah. will think, right, because Charlie and Warren aren't there, the company's going to go to shit. And it won't. It won't ever go to crap. No. It won't ever go to zero because, I mean, what is a minimum investment for an A share? Like 250 grand or something? Is I think it? there's a minimum. Yeah, I think one share of like 250 grand or something. 250 grand? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Quarter of a milli? I think so, yeah. I'm sure it is. I think one share is something like that. Damn. It's no, big. And I think people are forgetting, like, this is a, a long-term game. They're all playing a long-term game. The company says Berkshire Hathaway is an investment portfolio. Who they invest in, Charlie and, and uh, Warren Dine does not affect how those companies perform. No. So no, those exactly. the, the money's still going to be coming in and still returning and yeah. still like doing fantastically well. It will be in the 10-year the mark where maybe management have changed something that yeah. you start to see a change. But I think you're, you're, if your money's in Berkshire Hathaway, you're safe for a yeah. very, very long time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. I wouldn't be worried. Um, on a side note. Talk to me. Do you know where Charlie was in the world's rich list? I don't. He was like 1100th and 26th richest person in the world. Oh, okay, okay. So 1,126 yeah. out of like the world, which is not too bad to me. I think his <laughs> capital was like six, 6 billion, 7 billion. 
Quite a big capital, right? But Wait, this there's guy, over a thousand billionaires in the world. Huh? There's over a thousand billionaires in the world. We need to get on that. We'll be there soon. It's nuts, isn't it? When you think of it, it's incredible. Yeah. But again, the one percent. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Oh yeah. How many? Eight billion population. And, yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> incredible. A point. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? I'm gonna work that out. Hang on. Uh, Carry on talking. It's incredible. Um. But we all know, or we we don't know as well as what Warren is. But Warren is a very big philanthropist. Philanthropist. But also Charlie is as well. Charlie was heavily involved in uh, Stanford University, getting and rebuilding some of those things. Uh, I know his kids were, or one of his kids studied there, or was like a, and it was, took a course there or taught a course there. Right. Um, and so him and his wife were heavily invested in helping that college, that university continue to grow. And they would like, I think he invested 50 million into renovations. Um, he he sort of I think he had his own like hall dedicated after him there it's like he's were heavily involved in that university because I think that university gave a hell of a lot to him and he sort of like the way that he repays it is by doing this doing that for them and, and in in chain uh, helping all the students there okay become who they are today wow. which I think is I incredible yeah, yeah like, that's awesome I think he spent in, from what I read I think it was like over a hundred million he sort of gave to the university Wow. Over a period of long period of time, obviously. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But uh, yeah, incredible. I mean, people don't even dream of 100 million, so giving 100 million away, it's pretty special. There's no, yeah, there's no means feet. That's, that's, that's huge, actually. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Especially a man that's like, his wealth is in assets. Like that's, they're big chunks of assets. I mean, yeah, could you imagine just selling a position and then giving that money yeah. that you've made straight away? You like, know, you could whoa. make a load of money off that money yeah, you've yeah. already given. Yeah, the money he's losing yeah. is more than like that man like yeah his power to create money is just yeah or generate money is with that hundred thousand is like it's millions and millions and millions of pounds that he's almost yeah. given away more he, than he, what the physical cash asset yeah. value is wow he decreased his liquidity by 50 million 100 million oh, yeah. that's nuts that is insane absolutely nuts Viva love it. That's, that's why he's such a special person i mean we all know that it can be like a tax write-off or whatever but even yeah. so he was just his overall but I don't think that would have been a thing for him that much I don't think well, I don't think so at his age the wealth he's got I think I meant it was a few annual meetings ago that he was all on about well, I think Warren as well was on about uh, people are asking what are you going to do with your wealth when you die mm. and they're saying oh just go in the S&P 500 you know just, and it'll just go to the family and they won't touch it they'll just live off whatever yeah. I think they'd, that's probably been in the workings for 20 odd years for those guys like, they've Absolutely. not been that concerned with Making, 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 making. Mm. No, I don't. I don't think. I might be wrong. And what you think of like, even though, well, we all know that Charlie's probably a granddad, probably a great granddad, or was. But the generational wealth that he's created for the whole family. Oh. It's the same with Warren, right? I mean, yeah. imagine just putting that money into the S and P over a course of what returning ten percent a year on average. Say if you put in, I don't know, just a billion pounds. Yeah, yeah. It's an insane an insane amount of money coming in and he's probably could feed his family and his family's family and his family's <coughs> family's family for their whole lives. Absolutely. Like just off the returns. Absolutely. Like, like Charlie's a smart geezer. He'd have thought of all of that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah. And I don't think the families are going to be in any sort of trouble whatsoever. Question. Talk to me. If this was you, if you were Charlie's or Warren's kid or grandkid or great-grandkid, I think, well, I already know your answer, but... Imagine you're in a position, right, where you just don't ever have to worry about money, don't ever have to work, don't ever think about working. And I had this conversation on Friday, actually, as well. Do you think you would want to create your own, 
little thing. Do you think you want your own business to be your own person to step out from the crowd and maybe do something else rather than be in the investing side of it, the finance side of it? Be a sports person. I don't know, say under the Warren Buffett name or Buffett family name. Do you think you would happily A, live underneath the shadow or B, trying to step away from the shadow and become your own person? However, trick is... You come away and sip out of your own person. You don't get any money from the <laughs> family. You get the name, but that is all you did, that you don't get any money. Would you live comfortable or would you live hard? Oh, I'd live hard. Good man. Come on. Yeah. I think you see, you see all these people that have come from money uh, or parents have come from money and, and they've sort of grown around my money and not had the same respect for it as mm. people that have worked for it. And none of them happy. They all turn into drugs. They all turn into prostitutes and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> And it doesn't seem like a very fulfilling way to live. Whereas, you see the guys just grafting. Just, it's. I think it's just a much better way to live. Like we said, put yourself in a bad place, put yourself in a tough place, and everything in life is easier. Yeah. When you're in them places, so yeah, I'd like to think I'd. Uh, I'd definitely do my own thing and take the hard route. I think. Yeah, good. It'd be very hard to say no to that sort of money. Yeah. Oh, you can completely understand because. So I've had this same conversation. I got you. I got to ask you a question. The go- our goal at the moment is generational wealth. Mm-hmm. We're trying to build up to something massive. <clears throat> ah, it's not going to work because I, I know the answer. I had a conversation with that at work. Right. And I've mentioned about investing. He's just had a daughter. He's, I was like, absolutely fantastic. Congratulations. That's incredible. And he's our age. I think he's a bit younger, 25. I said to him, oh, have you thought about opening up an ISA in her name? You know, stocks and shares ISA. Just start investing. Put a, a grand in there now and 100 quid a month for, for, for the, until she's 18, 18 so she's 21, yeah. whatever. And, uh, you know, really just help her out. Because these days, we know what it's like trying to get a house deposit together. It's, it's an absolute nightmare. You have to really be on top of your finances yeah. to be able to buy a house without any help externally. And um, I said to him, this would, this would be fantastic when she gets to 18. What a birthday present. I, oh, I've not got you anything. But, yeah, I can have it. Because it'd probably be 50 grand, 60, 70. Minimum. Yeah, like Imagine the return over exa- the course of 18 years. That's what I couldn't get through to him. The, the compound interest. like It's, uh, it's going to cost you cash like, yeah, 20, 30 grand. But like, the the outcome is going to be double that, hundred thousand pounds. It could be anything. We should probably do the maths. Mm. I think I will do the maths, and we'll come back to it. But his argument back to him was like, "Well, yeah, you see, I don't want her money to go to her head. <laughs> I don't want her. I look, well, look at me. I turned out all right, and I didn't have a handout like that. And I couldn't get through to him that." It's not. It's. I think he it's must. Not so much as given a handout. Yeah. It's. It's. It's just. I don't know. If it was my daughter, I'd want that for her. Absolutely. I'd, I'd be desperate for her to have that. Yeah. So she'd go get a house, get herself sort of like she's safe and secure and sound. And like, it's a good, it's just a good foundation. Yeah. It's not a fucking handout. You're not going to be driving around in a Lamborghini. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> right. Unless like suddenly we have mass uh, deinflation and yeah. I don't know, the world goes to shit. But if it does well, that happens. Yeah. Could do. Who knows? Anyway. I just couldn't get through to him that that's like one of the best things and I can't wait to do that for like my own children yeah. yeah yeah like it's it's such long term thinking and helping out that he was just he just couldn't he couldn't see it the benefits yeah, he wanted yeah. her to struggle like like he, like has. he had or whatever and I just don't understand that at all. no this is this is quite a very well it's a very good point actually because think of it this way right so we know that the generation or the world that we currently live in has very, very minimum, very minimum money expertise. They don't learn money. We don't go no. out our way to teach our family, our kids, whatever money. It just doesn't happen. 
The reason that he didn't grasp the compound interest is because he's not involved or not ever been taught around money. So the people that do, it's already automatic. It's already like, I'm looking forward towards your generational, your kids, or my kids, their kids, my grandkids, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I'm already creating like these these pots. Okay, this is for the daughter. This is for the son, whatever and so on. And a lot of people don't do that because they're just so so short-minded. We're they're looking at the the 50 years that they're going to live for, not their kids' 50 years. Whereas like us are looking for 100 years, 200 years down the line. Where okay, maybe we're not going to be as wealthy as what we wish we would have been if we would have took that money. But Jesus Christ, our family is going to be completely different Absolutely. and we can grow uh, an empire, a family empire by doing that, by living under our means, by being smart with money, not by spunking out the wall like a lot of people do, saving it, investing it, teaching our kids how to invest, how to save, how to make money <laughs> off of the money that they receive. And the true meaning of money is such an important thing that people don't understand and don't learn and don't want to learn because mm -hmm. it takes out 0.5 of a percent of their brain cell. Like it's stupid out of the three brain cells that they have. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I think, I think actually showing your daughter that at 18, 21, whenever, whenever you decide to give it to her, um, or should he do that when it, if I can talk him into it, I think actually you could say to him, look, this is what I did when you were born. Right? I've been slowly working into it. And you, that would suddenly change her mindset to instant gratification to, oh, actually, long-term, long-span, this is the course of 18 money. years. How's this happened? How have you done this? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think you could just explain her to that and actually it would teach her the value of money quite well as well. Yeah. And just give her long-term horizons and like our entire, the entire planet at the minute just going so short-term instant gratification, instant light, attention span of more than less than 30 seconds. Yeah. Know? I think that could be a, a good lesson. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Look yeah. at Charlie. Look how long it took him to grow his wealth. Exactly. Exactly. And, and it's, yeah, well, I, I saw the stat on her it took him like 20 years to make a million and then his second million was like two years after that and yeah. then five years for 10 million. You know, it was absolutely, it's, it's, yeah, it's build the foundation. It's like we say, the tree, the FS tree, the yeah. roots, build the roots. You can't see it for many, many years. Like nobody sees how, how big the roots are of each tree. But if the bigger they are, the stronger it is. Yeah. And the tree can shoot up and like just be weatherproof. Yeah. World proof. Yeah. Storm proof. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, anything more to add? No, I'm good. No. Man. Charlie, you're going to be dearly missed. Absolute legend. Um, taught me and Alex, taught many, many people across the world that money can work for us. And it is not false what people say. It is real. It is there. Pay attention to it and uh, do the research. Um, but yeah. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, links will be down below. Don't forget to rate, subscribe and share this podcast. Help this podcast get out there so we can help the world once again. Do some research on Charlie Munger. It's real. Take care, guys. Have a good one. We'll see you next time.